It was already discussed many times as Rashi Bipirushi al Torah, the Rashi in his commentary in the Torah, for Emfet Aleph Shailus, for Stellen Zich im Mikra, answers any question that would come up in the simple understanding of the Pasuk, Leben Chomish Lamikra, for a five year old child who is beginning to study Chomish. And Oibs is da a gewisse Schwerkeit, a welchem ich find nicht kein Bier, in Pirush Rashi. And if we find something, a certain difficulty which Rashi doesn't explain, darf me sagen, then we are forced to say, as der Emfer der Reif is moving ma atzmeel pipsudus al mikra, that the answer to this doesn't need to be explained by Rashi because it's self understood. One can understand it on its own. Oder es wird veremfer durch eine von der Pirushi Rashi, or that. Rashi already explained that Oifen Art, either whether over here, other Lefneza, or somewhere earlier, he had already given the answer to that question. But Parsha Seinu, so in regards to our Parsha, after the Pasik tells us about the the punishment that was given to those who were swallowed up by the ground. As the Pasik says, says Piha. The earth opened up its mouth, a hole uh, developed in the earth, and it swallowed up all those people. So the in and and therefore that now you will know Now you will know that Hashem sent me to do all of these things that I did to appoint Aaron and so on. I did it uh, by the instruction of Hashem. He instructed me that Aaron should be appointed as the Kayan Godel. I didn't decide this on my own. And therefore, now that Hashem punished the people that were arguing against it, you know that I did as Hashem requested. And then it talks about the punishment for the people that were burnt up, the people that brought Ketiris who were not authorized because they weren't kainim, they brought kairis, they a fire came and burnt them up. As the Pasuk says, a fire came forth from Hashem and consumed the, the 250 people that had brought kairis. That showed that it's only the person that Hashem chooses only he is considered holy and therefore permitted to bring Titus. Whereas those 250 unauthorized people, they were killed in the fire. The Kulam Avudim and they, all the others are, will be destroyed. And then after there was a third punishment, which was a plague that broke out. It tells a story about the staff of Aaron, Hashem instructed that each each uh, tribe, each shevet should give a stick to the uh, a staff that will be placed in the in the Mishkan, and Aaron's staff grew, you know, it, it blossomed and and uh, almonds grew on it and so on, and that was the sign that Aaron is the chosen one. So there are three things which were given as signs that Aaron is the Kayan Godel. Is Nishmumas, we have to understand about this. Vavazan in the Allah ancient Vaisis Gluyim Nishgenug Mavatal Zainatunz Mayisro. 
why is it that we need that there were already three things three punishments that were given the uh, the earth opened up its uh, it became, a hole swallowed up the people there was a fire that burned the people uh, that brought the Titus and then there was a plague those three very clear miracles that happened why is that not enough that the Jewish people should finally say okay Moshe Rabbeinu did the right thing we have no reason to complain why was it needed that there should be yet a further indication and further sign that Aaron's staff would uh, blossom and grow fruit with uh, almonds why was that needed even after those three miracles where Hashem told Moshe return bring the uh, staff of Aaron before the you know, into the the Mishkan as a sign, as a safekeeping and a sign. So, what's the sign? The sign for what? As Rashi Mefarish Rashi explains, the Mishmeres Lois Lizikarin to a safekeeping as a sign, as a memory. Shabacharti Baaron Akain that I chose Aaron the Kain Belielinu Ulunu Oid Alakohuna that they should never again complain about the Kohuna. Why is he the one that was chosen? So the Ramban comments on this. Rashi. He comments on what Rashi says in Zokt. He says, And this staff is not meant to be only a sign that the tri- the Shevet Levi, they were chosen to be the ones that will serve in the Beis Hamikdash in the way that they serve. Um, rather, I misint- uh, misinterpreted it. This staff is a sign on the Shevet Levi. It is a sign for the Shevet Levi that they are the ones that are chosen from all the other Shvatim and not loyal Aaron Shetiyalayakun. It's not meant to be a sign that Aaron is meant to be the Kayin. Because this was the staff of the Shevet Levi. They put, they put staffs of each Shevet, contributed a staff, and let's see whose will blossom. And it was the, the stick of the Shevet Levi that blossomed. So therefore, he says it's a, a sign for Shevet Levi. When a and he explains that what is the for a safekeeping for a sign, I'll Shevet Levi that it's that Hashem chose Shevet Levi in exchange for the Bechayres. Originally, it was supposed to be the firstborn that was supposed to be the ones to serve in the Mishkan. And instead, because of the Chateigel and so on, Hashem chose Shevet Levi that they would be the ones. So this was the sign that Hashem is choosing Shevet Levi. The fire that happened to the people that were burnt in the, the 250 people that were burnt in the fire because they brought Ketiris unauthorized, that was the sign that only a Kayan is allowed to bring, uh, bring Ketiris. In other words, affirming that only the ones that Hashem has chosen to be Kayanim, specifically Aaron, have a right to... Hashem chose him only. And the staff was there to show that the Shevet Levi was chosen for their role. Other commentaries explain... As the Ladas Rashi is their Isamata, according to Rashi, the Ramban says divides it into two. But according to Rashi, the sign of the stick, Parach Mata Aran, that it blossomed, 
given of Beidin Yonah was for both things. Sayev dem as Aaron is nifchalakuhuna, both for the fact that Aaron was chosen as the Kayan, un oichad the Shevet Levi is nifchalavaydis al Leviyah, and also that the whole Shevet Levi is chosen for the Avaydah of Leviyim, un zeizayna mazvidim hechel piruzet. They explain why Rashi is forced to see it that way. Because if this was meant to be a sign only that the Levim are chosen because it's their staff, then first of all, it wouldn't be called the Mata Aaron, nor the Mata Levi. They wouldn't have taken Aaron's staff, they would have taken his son, Elazabeth Aaron's staff, because he was the leader, the Nasi of Shevet Levi. Uh, just like all the other Shvatim who, whose staff did they take the staff of the leader of that Shevet was the staff was taken from the leader the Nasi of that Shevet and second of all they wouldn't have written that Hashem wouldn't have instructed that they should write the name of each leader on his staff, and on the staff of Shevet Levi, they should write the name of Aaron. That's how Hashem instructed. But if it was just for Shevet Levi, they would have, wouldn't have written Aaron's name on the staff. Or Hashem wouldn't have instructed to write Aaron's name on the staff. As the Pesach says, V'shem Aaron Tichtaval Mata Levi, and the name of Aaron should be written on the staff of Levi. Nor dem Shem HaShevet, they would have written Oh, I get it's not the name of the the leader of the Shevet, it was the name of the Shevet. So Ruven said Ruven, Shimon said Shimon, and so on. Under Mefarshim Zayin Mazbir, other Mefarshim explain as does was the Ois Hamate is given Oichev Kohunas Aaron. The the fact that the the sign of the staff was also for Kohunas Aaron is Mocher the Fun Bas. It is clear from the fact that number one, the priche is given dafke in the oasis of Shem Aaron. Where did the where did the staff blossom? Where it said the word Aaron, where the word of Aaron was written on the staff, that's where it blossomed. Not any other place on the staff, but dafke in the name Aaron. So that shows that it was it had something to do with Aaron specifically. And number one, vayotzit sits because it says it sprouted at tzitz is meramah, so the, the word tzitz which means a blossom and so on but it also, the word tzitz is meramah, if kahuna gedolim tzitz is a sign, it's also meant to be a, an indicator that the tzitz, which was of course the plate that Adam wore on his forehead, so that was an, a further sign that it was, had something to do with Aaron himself but all of this is not even is not indicated in Rashi, even in any in any hint. He doesn't allude to it in any way. We also have to understand a filo anal, even according to this, as is sign in as as their given Even though, as we see, there are a number of indications that the stick, the staff, was also meant to be a sign for the legitimacy of Aaron's being the Kayan. Is nishmuvim favas hotem bechal gedaft adem tsugab 
ois in the beginning from Bechiras Aaron. We have to understand why was it necessary to have another sign that Aaron is the legitimate Kayan. And it's not why isn't it enough? Those earlier indications, the one the fire and then the uh, and the, the fact that it swallowed up Kairach and the Magefa, why is that not enough to legitimize the choice of Aaron? So we can perhaps we can say as the Bir the explanation of all this by first understanding that Rashi what Rashi says on the Pasuk perach, that it uh, a flower uh, bloomed and he goes on to the Pasuk uh, sort of details how the eventually the uh, the almonds came forth as we'll soon explain base so now we're explaining it the words and it bloomed a flower came forth Rashi says, in the literal understanding, the literal meaning of that. In other words, exactly what it sounds like. The Ainu Mutmas, we have to understand about this. Number one, Rashi Rashi should have explained this the first time that this appears in this story by Mateu Yifrach, where it says, where Moshe Rabbeinu said, the one who Hashem has chosen, his staff will bloom so why didn't Rashi say over there bloom, literally that's what it means, a, f- a flower will come forth when does he actually tell it to us the third time that the word comes up number two we have to understand moving but Pashtas it's uh, understood as Rashi is when does Rashi need to comment on the Pasuk only in the case where the Pshat leaked Nisht often in the Mashmaras Rashi only has to explain when it's not clear and obvious from the words in the Pasuk what is meant. That's when he has to explain. But he, he never has to explain because it doesn't need to be explained. And therefore Rashi never has to tell you this word in the Pasuk is exactly what it sounds like. Rashi doesn't have to say that. In the place where the meaning of the Pasuk is what it sounds like, Rashi doesn't need to comment over there. So when Rashi does say the meaning of it is as it sounds, the only reason he needs to say that is because you may have thought that it's not to be taken literally. So Rashi says that, that there is another explanation for it. So Rashi says, no, no, no. It's meant to be taken literally, as it sounds. Because for some reason, the context may lead you to explain it differently. So Rashi says, no. It's meant to be understood in the literal sense. So then we have to understand what is that under Peter's varaya olav in onzer pasuk. So what is it over here? Rashi here says this is to be understood literally. So then what is it that we may have thought differently that Rashi needs to explain? Say that no, it's meant to be understood in this, in this simple sense. The sifsa chachamim the Sifsa Chachamim says, As heichan sheyesh where there is two different 
two different words which explain sim- a similar idea, like in our case, like over here, parach. It says it bloomed v'hader, and then it says v'yatzitzitz, which means a similar thing. A a bloom came forth. Uperach loshun ma mahu. The word perach, we know what it is. It's a common word. It's a, a word what that we're familiar with, so we know what that is. The tzitz ein yadua mahu, ma loshenu. Whereas the word tzitz is less is less common, and therefore we're not so clear about what that means. Lekach pirush Rashi. That's why Rashi explains parach kemashmoi. That parach is as you know what it means. It means what it means. The ain sarach pirush and doesn't need to be explained. Avol tzitz, but the word tzitz ein yadua there because it's not commonly known but Sarach Pirush and therefore Rashi needs to explain it and he goes on to explain pri, that is when the fruit comes forth at least the early stage of the fruit comes forth the bud right the bud of the fruit comes forth so by this the, the Sifzah Chacham is explaining why Rashi says this word you know what it is the next word I'll explain to you but according to this, it, to, to the contrary, the it makes the question even more. What happens if Rashi would have left out explaining Kamashmoy on Perach? And he would have just explained what Vayotzitzitz is. If Rashi would have simply explained what Vayotzitzitz is, it would have made it clear. Parach or Vayetze Parach means doesn't have to be explained because Rashi didn't explain it because it's so obvious. And he did explain what needs to be explained. And so it would have been clear. The reason Rashi doesn't say anything is because it, sound, it is what it sounds like. But then when Rashi does weigh in and he does say that it means what it sounds like. That he invites us to think that there is some other explanation that could be given here, and that's not to be. That's not the explanation. So if he would have left it, he wouldn't have said anything. We would have assumed that it means what it sounds like. When he says it's to be understood in the way that it sounds, now he invites. Why did he say that? There must be some other reason. There must be some other explanation that he's trying to tell us that it's not. So then that invites the question. So to the contrary, it invites a question by Rashi saying it. Then Rashi goes on to explain the word tzitz. And there's Mefarish and he says, that is the budding of the fruit. When the flower, when the bloom falls, that's when the bud comes out. So we have to understand about this too. We know that Rashi's way of explaining is to Mefarish and the Pshat Hamikra. He explains the simple meaning of the Pasuk. Does haste. Pirusha Teva. He explains what the meaning of the word is, the inyanamadubar, and what is being said, what is meant by that. And Rashi is not, doesn't uh, strive to explain to you further, more than the Pasuk is saying, than you need to know in order to understand the Pasuk. Unless 
he has to tell you that because that, le- that adds to understanding what is going on the simple meaning of the Pasuk so therefore Dafim Fashtem we have to understand in this case why is it necessary for Rashi to give us a, bot- a botanical lesson here that when does the bud come forth the Pasuk says the bud came forth what does Rashi say you don't want to know when it comes forth after the bloom falls that's botanical uh, science why is Rashi explaining that to us over here Gimel then Rashi continues another Rashi that it uh, um, almonds came forth and his explains when the, uh, when the bud became more when it came out more and it, you can recognize already what type of a fruit it is it became clear that it was almonds so the word means like a child that matures the, uh, when a child grows up a little bit and so on you can start seeing you know you see certain uh, details about him you can see a personality already so that's it's similar to that word. This is a word that is also applied to a, tree, a fruit of the tree. Like the Pasuk over there that says, that's talking about fruit, and he uses the word gaimel in order to talk about development. That when it develops, it, uh, in this case, when it developed, it was obvious that it was shkaden, that it was almonds. Says Yedua, it's known. as it was discussed many times, as Rashi's lashon is meduyik betachlis. Rashi's words are very precise. Dafim fashtein, so we have to understand in this case. Does was Rashi bring them lashon because of a baiser goyimul is moving? The fact that he brings the, those two words in the pasuk that can be understood baiser goyimul. While from them is the rayas and lashon zeh vayigmul matzli nishna vayiladim because from this. It becomes clear that we're talking about baser, which means small, uh, um, immature fruits, which then develop. So Rashi trying to to, to bring out the point that the word vayigmal, which he said in the earlier, the first pasuk that he brought, which was talking about a child. So we know that the word vayigmal or maturing or development applies to a child, to a person. How do we know that the same word could be applied also to fruit? So he brings this pasuk that immature fruit turn into, you know, they develop. So it applies to that too. Thus is an enigma machal of imay. He says that the the word vayigmal is not of igamel is not just applied to a child because when it uh, when it stops nursing, so that's called he, he was weaned. In other words, a stage of development which is called weaning. But it's not doesn't apply only to children. Or by Peters, it also applies to fruit. Vos is the diuk But why does he have to add the words bepria ilon? Why doesn't he just say it also applies to fruit? Why does he have to say to the fruit of the tree, specifically the fruit of the tree? Why doesn't he just say it applies to fruit as well? And an extra word in Rashi needs to be understood. So all of these questions, Dalit, the beer was that. So we can say perhaps this is the explanation. In understanding this pasuk, 
there are a number of questions that could be asked. Umehem amongst them. Aleph, the first question. Hashem said, the person that I have chosen, that I will choose, his staff will bloom. Why then, in how it actually happened, was different than what Hashem said would happen? He added more steps happened than just simply blooming. Nishnor Perach, because not only did it parach, not only did it bloom, nor it also sent forth a bud, and then the bud also turned into a, a mature almond. So Hashem only said it'll bloom. In fact, it also produced fruit, and not just immature fruit, but uh, unripe fruit, but even ripe fruit. Nochmer, even more. And the, the additions to what, ha- what Hashem said would happen were also miracles in their own right. So more miracles that were created than Hashem actually said would happen. A second question. In them there seems to be a repetition in this Pasuk. After the Pasuk says, the uh, that the staff bloomed stayed the noch vidamo vayetse perach it says vehine parach mata aren behold the aren the staff of aren had bloomed and then he says again vayetse perach had produced a bloom and vayatset sis vayigmoshkedim so he repeats twice that it bloomed now we seen about the turim faremfet Baleatosis, sorry, the the uh, Baleatosis an- answered. Then Kefal Aloshim v'hine parach v'yetsi perach. They explain why it's repeated that it bloomed twice. As a sign of given, Sveimin perach that there were two types of blooms that came forth. From Einzeit matters and given prachim belchazan and dotin fablibim zani kemel nishtarav gefalm. On one end of the staff or one side of the staff, there were blooms that came and they stayed. The blooms remained. That's all that happened. Blooms came forth. On from the mountain, but on the other side of the staff is given by There was the whole process. First it bloomed, then it uh, budded, and then a fruit came forth. So there were uh, flowers, blooms that fell off because that's like it happens when uh, when trees bloom, the blooms fall. And then the fruit comes forth. So that happened on one side of the stick, on the other one it was just um, limited to blooms. But in the, the way Rashi explains this, one could say, we cannot say that this is what Rashi holds, like the Tesis. Because that kind of an explanation, Rashi should have pointed it out. This is not something that we would have understand necessarily on our own. He should have addressed that question of why it's repeated and explained that there were two different uh, processes. He doesn't even allude to it in any way. So the Toysus answer is a good answer, but it doesn't seem to be what Rashi is saying. When the Shailus comes to Rashi for Emperor with his Pirush as Vayetze Perach, and it's these questions, these two questions that we just mentioned, the one about why is it repeated, why is the pasuk repeated, 
and why Hashem, why it produced fruit, why didn't it, wasn't it just limited to, to flowers, to blooms? That's what Rashi is answering Midzaim Pirush by explaining as that when it says it uh, sent forth a bloom, that's meant to be understood in the simple sense. And that the budding is when it buds, when the bloom falls. That's what he's trying to explain. How? Hey, from them goof of us Rashi from the very just by Rashi saying that it sent forth a bloom means to be understood in the simple meaning does haste a bloom which means a bloom in Yiddish and in the English is the same is moven as the loshen yifrach perach freer main nish the bloom from a bloom that in itself indicates that the two times that the word appears earlier in the psukim. Yifrach, the one that Hashem shows, his stick will will uh, bloom, and Perach, which says earlier, is not the meaning over there is not a bloom. The Loshen Yifrach, Perach, the Loshen Paul, the word Yifrach and Parach, which is a verb, it blooms. Those two words are are a verb. When it's when it's used in reference to a tree, means it blooms. That's what it means. that flowers came forth. And when it's talking about a fruit-bearing tree, is as the bloom from blooming from It means the blooms from which, you know, as it goes on, that's where the fruit. It then buds, and then the fruit comes from there. It starts with a bloom, and then eventually it turns into a fruit. We're talking about a dry stick. Not about a tree. Is the loshem perach nish bagrenes dafket to the bloom from a bloom? And then the word parach, when it bloomed, is not limited to to a uh, to a flower specifically. When something comes forth, it, parach means something sprouted out. What sprouted out? It doesn't necessarily have to be a flower because sticks don't produce flowers. So it can mean something else other than a specifically a flower. Nor a the but what, rather what it means is the stick was a dry stick and now something else came forth. What? It doesn't have to be necessarily a flower. Something bloomed or something sprouted from the stick what? I don't know it could be anything anything that later comes anything that is added to the stick after that would be it bloomed like the, the Pasuk uses in regards to that it sprouted the blisters, so the, you know, Pireach, it sprouted blisters, doesn't mean a flower, it means blisters, something that sprouted. Tzadik that a tzadik will sprout like a, like a, like a palm tree. So these things don't mean necessarily a flower, it means something that grows in addition to what was there before. So when it talks about, when the word Yifrach talks about a tree, in which blooms do come forth. It means specifically blooms. 
But when it talks about a stick, it doesn't necessarily have to mean blooms, flowers. It could be anything that sprouted. When the Fardaf Rashi Bavarinen, and that's why Rashi has to tell us, as by Perach, that when the Pasuk says, a, a bloom came forth, as the Parach da is Kemashmoi, that it's not meant to be understood that something sprouted from the stick, but it means literally a flower. You wouldn't necessarily know that because it's a stick. A stick, you don't expect flowers. Anything could sprout. And so he tells us, Siz Arois, a perach, a bloom, that what actually sprouted was a flower. Nizvi delashoynes yifrach on parach, velchashteyn frier, not as what it's, uh, the, the, the two references to those words as verbs. Early in the Pesach, when Hashem said, it will sprout, but there, Hashem didn't say it would sprout a, a flower. He said it would sprout. He didn't specify what would sprout. Therefore, over there, it could have meant it would sprout something else. But over here, Rashi says, it sprouted a flower. And that's what he means to say kemashmoi in the literal sense of the word parach, which is a flower. Over there, Rashi doesn't have to dwell on this. But in the Lashem Prichat, because we already know the word uh, sprouting from before. As he said, uh, for instance, Parech uh, Ababuis, by the Makashkin. So therefore, we already know that the word Parach could mean sprouting of other things as well. Rashi doesn't have to tell us what it means, because we know that already. And since we already know that we're talking about a stick blooming, is this a Dabra movement? Therefore, it's obvious that does It's not limited to specifically a flower that would sprout. It could be anything. Not a bleeding versus The books, and but it could be not just flowers. It could be it would sprout fruit and buds and fruit as well. Vibal does the Loshem Ateyu Yifrach in them Dibur Havaya Main them Klolusin in Apricha. So since when Hashem said it would sprout, He didn't say only a flower would come forth. He said it would sprout. The sprout could mean anything. It could include all three stages of it: a bloom, then a bud, and then a fruit. On the evening from Yitzias Aperach, it starts with a bloom on the Alaprotim, was coming and then the other the other stages that come after that is moving as Nachdem of the Rebbeistad Gezag Bechlau, the Kamev Kamev Kaimus Mateu Yifrach. Since Hashem had already said his his staff would bloom, would sprout, as we're calling it, sprout, is the Nachrecht. Then the pasuk elaborates and says, "What did it sprout?" So it tells you it sprouted a bloom, and then it sprouted a bud, and then it sprouted a fruit. So that explains the first question, which is Hashem only said it would bloom, and all of a sudden it sprouted fruit and buds and fruit also. So that's not a question because He didn't say it would sprout a bloom; He said it would sprout. So then it sprouted all three things. Paldero says, moving to the cave of Lulashin and Pasuk, and that also explains why the Pasuk repeats it. And behold, the staff of Aaron who comes from Levi uh, sprouted, and it produced a bloom. 
Free is, so why is it twice? Free in the tale, the Torah refers to Torah as telling us, but there are in a very general sense, Parach Mata Aaron. Hashem said that the, the staff of Aaron would sprout, and there, behold, it sprouted, but it doesn't say what yet. Just as Hashem had said that it, it would sprout. First, he says that it sprouted. He doesn't tell you what's, what came forth. Then he goes into the detail. It sprouted a bloom, and then it sprouted a bud, and so on. So it's not really a repetition. First, he tells you a, a, a bloom came forth, the literal meaning of a bloom, not just that it sprouted, but it was a bloom. Then Rashi tells us that what Vayatzitzitz means the, the bud came forth and the Noach, Vayigmoshkedim, and then the full mature almond came forth. Vav. But according to this, now we have another question. Is the Pirush from Parach Mata Aaron? Since, what does Hashem mean that the, the staff of Aaron would bloom? It means, or would sprout, it means a bloom and then a bud and then a fruit. And um, which in, a, in a chronological order would be first of course it blooms until the end product is is almonds so then if that's what happened that first a bloom sprout, uh, bloomed then the bloom fell off then a bud came out, and then the uh, the then it was an almond. So by the time Moshe came in to see what happened, he saw already the end product, which was that all three things had happened. It had bloomed, it had uh, put forth a bud, and then it became almonds. By the time he came in, what did he see? He saw almonds. So then, Moshe Rabbeinu didn't see any of the first two stages. He only saw the finished product, which is the, the almond. So the Torah should have simply said, he came in and he saw, behold, there are almonds on the stick. That's all he saw. Nor does it, Moshe because that's the only thing that Moshe ended up seeing. He didn't see the blooming happening. He didn't see the bud happening. He only saw the finished product, which is a mature almond. So, what does the pasuk mean when it says, "Behold, Moshe Rabbeinu came in, and behold, it had bloomed, it had put forth a bud, it had sprouted almonds." He only saw the end product, which is the almonds. As in fact, the Rajbam asks the, that question. It is difficult to say that what this means is as a it's difficult to say that when Moshe came into the thing, that's exactly when it happened. That's when it bloomed, that's when it budded, that's when it uh, developed into almonds. It's difficult to say that varum because vasfaratayalis is da in them was Moshe betas alzen. What's the point of Moshe seeing all of it? 
the idea was that Hashem wanted to show a sign that the Jewish people should accept that he chose Aaron so how does it help that Moshe is the only one that sees because he walked into the oil made exactly at the time when it was happening so he saw it happen what's the point of Moshe Rabbeinu seeing it all happen the point that Hashem was that he wanted to remove from himself all of these complaints finally the Jews will stop complaining about it the point was not that Moshe Rabbeinu should see it but that the rest of the Jewish people should see it so how does it help that Moshe saw all three stages <coughs> the river is Rashi Moisiv, that's why Rashi explains, adds, Bipirusha Yafayotzitzitz, he explains what is going, what happened there. He tells us the bud comes after the bloom falls. Why is he saying that? So Mazbazain, he wants to explain us, he's given like to say that from Gidlapetus, that what happened there was the natural process of how fruit grows. And that's what made it possible that the Yidin should know that all these things happen, three things happen. Because Rashi is pointing out, it bloomed, then the blooms fell, and then it grew fruit. So where are the blooms? The blooms are on the floor or wherever, wherever the, on the table, wherever it was sitting. <coughs> So the blooms were also there. That's the point. And the Yidin didn't go in to see it, but rather Moshe took out all the staffs, showed it to the Yidin. You see, all the other ones are just remained as they are, but Aaron's bloomed and grew fruit. How did he show? Moshe Rabbeinu took out all the staffs from before Hashem, in other words, from inside the Mishkan, and he brought it out to show the Yidin, Vayiru, and they saw. So what did he bring out to show them? Not just the staffs. He brought them everything. He also brought them the blooms, which had fallen after the, the buds had come out. And when the Yidin saw the staff, with the with the almonds on it, and they also saw the blooms which Moshe Rabbeinu picked up and showed them as well. Is farzei klor givaron as in oyla edus is given the ganze seder from Yitzchak Perach Kamashmoi. So it became clear. Oh, what happened was blooms came forth. They fell off, literally blooms, as Rashi says. The yotzit seeds. And then it grew a bud, which happens when the bloom falls. So when they saw that the blooms had fallen, and Moshe showed them the blooms, they knew that there had been a bud which came out right after that. And then they saw that it eventually developed into a mature almond. So the reason, reason that Rashi tells us that the blooms fall after, you know, when the buds, the buds come out after the bloom falls, is not just a lesson, a lesson in uh, botany, but rather it's to explain what Moshe Rabbeinu showed them. He was able to show them that all three things, steps, had taken place. Zion. McKenna but the question could still be asked. So, what had 
Why was it necessary, as the Eden Zolnes Wissen, that the Eden should know that all three things happened? Why was it even necessary that the way that the almonds came forth on the staff was in the natural process? A bloom, then a bud, and then Shkedim. Why was it necessary that the Eden should know this, and why was it necessary for it to happen that way? Since the whole thing was miraculous anyway, it would be enough. What's, why would it be? Why wouldn't it be enough of a miracle if almonds sprouted from the staff? Why does it have to go through the process of a bloom and then a and then a bud and then almonds and then he has to show it to them that that's how it happened? Why is all this necessary? The whole thing is a miracle anyway. Light under mafashim is this moving according to other commentaries, it's understood why this was so, because they say, as the prochem von dem perach und zid seine moise in geidel because the because they say that in this case, the the blooms that came in this case, the perach and the tzitz, and the moise in geidel they actually emphasize they, they it was a greater miracle even that happened be the radak learned, for instance as the radak explains Omar Perach al Olim. Parach, when he says Parach, that it bloomed, it means that the leaves came forth. First the leaves came forth. And then comes the uh, the bloom or the, the bud which comes out after that. Which is not the natural way of um, of almonds growing. So in other words, that even the way it happened was not in the way that it normally happens for uh, almonds, but it happened in a in a miraculous way, even for the natural way that almonds happen, in order to show an even greaterness. Because normally, he, they say, the uh, the bloom falls off, and then the and then the fruit comes. But here. Everything remained together. The bloom was there, and the bud was there, and the, and the fully formed almond was there. So it was, in other words, an, an even greater ness. So that's how they explain it. <clears throat> so they they wanted to show the yidden all of these things. That's uh, you know to emphasize the ness. Abul Apirish Rashi, but according to Rashi, as where Rashi learns differently, he says that when did it? Bud after the flower fell. So according to Rashi, it's the opposite of what the Radak is saying. That the actual process here with the staff was in the natural way. The bloom fell off and so on. So it wasn't that it was trying to emphasize even a greater miracle. So then the question is, why didn't it just sprout finished almonds? And be done with it. What do you need that whole process for? If Rashi was trying to say that there was a greater miracle, then Rashi should explain it the way the Radak says. That it didn't happen according to the way it naturally happens to show a greater miracle. Um, and if it is for the and if it's just 
it's just the normal the the miracle of the the staff growing almonds if that's what the nest is not to emphasize the nest even more than would naturally happen that's not what happened Rashi says it happened in the natural way so if it's just the miracle itself that it grew almonds so then why doesn't why didn't why did there have to be anything other than just growing almonds just show that the stick grew almonds so then the only thing that was necessary was you bring out the stick look at that there's uh, almonds on it so why is it necessary for, to, for the all three steps to happen Ches is the beer but the explanation is as dafke in them is it's for this reason that the the why Hashem made this miracle of the staffs. The Bliya Fun The first miracle that happened, that the earth opened up its um, hole opened up and everybody got uh, was swallowed up um, all the people that were associated with Kairach and all of their possessions and so on. Had to the idea that led to, for the Yidin to know and to recognize as Ramesha says that the point there the point that was being delivered was Hashem sent me to do all of these things as Moshe is a shliach from the Mevishen that Moshe is a messenger he's a shliach from Hashem everything that he does is by the instruction of Hashem he doesn't do anything on his own that's the point of that miracle and it went a step further when the next thing happened when the people that brought the Ktairis were burnt in a fire so first Moshe Rabbeinu Hashem rather laid down the the, the klal when I tell Moshe, when Moshe Rabbeinu does something, it's only because I instructed him to do it. To tell, to, right. Then he wanted to make sure that they understood <coughs> that in this case, which was that Aaron was appointed as the Kayan, I instructed that. Therefore, anyone that tries to to bring offer Ktairis will be punished. Nobody can bring Ktairis other than Aaron. So the second miracle was in order to emphasize that in this case cho- choosing Aaron was I chose Aaron says Hashem but that did not remove the complaints of the Yidden that only brings out that Hashem told, is told Moshe to do that and that's why all of these things happen these punishments happen for anyone that tried to interfere but the question that, that Kairach had posed everybody is holy what makes Aaron so special why is he being elevated above everybody else so it's possible that the first two things answered Hashem instructed that that's how it should be does Aaron deserve to be elevated above all the other people? We don't know that yet. We only know that Hashem told Moshe to appoint him. Moshe appointed him. He's the one that's chosen and he's the holy one. 
but what makes him so special? Is it something that Hashem decided and really there's no difference between him and anybody else? Or he deserves it for, because that's, he is on that level. So we still had to deal with the question, why are you elevating Aaron above everybody else? He doesn't even deserve it. There's nothing special about him. Nachmer and even more, one could say. It's possible, Meglach, it's possible, because he was involved in the making of the Egel, as Dafka Aaron is the Tzunishroi, that Aaron is really not the deserving person. He was involved in the Egel. Andre Eden Zanimeroi, there are other people that were not involved in the Egel. Maybe they deserve it even more. Yes, I don't know, for some reason Hashem chose him, but is it really, is he of that station? Nochmer and even more as Ken Zayin as those was the Eibushtad Gehesa Machn Aaron Farkley and God was Yikum Mitzad Bakoshet Filus Moshe Kiyetzbei and possibly the only reason that Hashem chose Aaron to be the one, especially that it doesn't seem to be the right candidate for it, is only because Moshe Rabbeinu interfered, like you know, sort of pleaded with Hashem, appoint my brother, and that's why Hashem okay, he accepted Moshe's request and he appointed someone that perhaps is not even the right person, the right candidate. And that's needed to be answered here. And that's why the, there was a need for another sign, the one of the staffs. When you have a stick, doesn't sprout fruit. That doesn't happen. That can only happen because Hashem decides that it should happen. It doesn't happen on it. Naturally, it doesn't happen. But on the other hand, by through this miracle of the staffs, they saw another thing. As the Rats and Hashem in them, that Hashem's will that it should sprout, accomplished as is given that it didn't happen in a supernatural way. You know, a, a, a staff suddenly sprouts finished almonds. That would be just because Hashem instructed it that way. But it's not a natural thing. It's totally unnatural. Rather, what happened, Hashem did it in a way that it should happen in a natural way. That's how almonds sprout. First a bloom comes and it falls then a bud comes and then it develops into a to show it develops into a finished pro, um, almond to show that it wasn't just superimposing something that really doesn't belong on a stick at all in a way that it's you know it just could be for whatever reason and that wouldn't answer the question about Aaron because maybe Hashem decided he's going to be the kind godly really doesn't is not the fitting person for it Hashem said no when I when I instruct the mata to to uh, sprout almonds, it happens in the way that it naturally happens. In other words, the mata becomes the way, uh, the thing which will produce almonds naturally. The far as the oifna given, that's why the way that it sprouted, the way that it bloomed, first it uh, produced a bloom in the literal sense, as Rashi says, in the Nochviyatz it sits, and then, as the Pasuk says, it, uh, it uh, budded, the budding which happens after the, the bloom falls, and then it came to a mature almond. When it, when it developed, 
it became clear that it was almonds. I say the TV from Smiris Apetus. This that's the natural way which these things happen on the tree. Well, moving as Alberto says, Benigates of Kunasan, and that was the lesson also similarly to, similar to that is the story of Aaron and his being the Kayan. The the fact that he is the 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 Kayan is because Hashem chose him to be. It's because Hashem chose him to be the Kayan Gadol. First of all, I chose him, says Hashem, not because Moshe Rabbeinu pleaded for him. On the Vechira Gufa is Baifin, and the way I chose him in such a way, as the Gun of Ba'ems and Tibiz the Gemayla, I chose him in a way that it became natural to him to be the Kayan Gadol. Not that he's a person, you know, the, wearing the garments, but he doesn't really fit into them. They don't really, they're not him. When I chose him to be the Kayan Gadol, it happens that it, I make it happen that he becomes the person to be the Kayan Gadol. He naturally fits in, he, he steps into the role because that is the proper person for the role. Just like when I instruct a staff to sprout almonds, it happens in the natural way. Based on this, we can also understand why Hashem instructed return um, that put it back into the put it back into the Mishkan as a safekeeping, as a sign, with the current as a memory. That I chose Aaron They shouldn't no longer argue against him being the Kayan. So why is that? Since it becomes something natural. They are the right people to be the Kayanin. So therefore it's not possible to say that even, let's say sometime in the future, somebody else decides that he wa- really wants to be the one, he wants to do the Avedan Beis or for whatever other reason. So maybe there would be the possibility you would entertain the idea that perhaps it's possible, so that I should change who is the Kayanim, who is the family of Kayanim. Maybe at some point in the future, Hashem would change who should be the Kayan? Now it's somebody else's turn. So the point was that when Hashem chose Aaron and his sons, they became the right people to be the Kayan, and that will never change. They are the ones that fit into the role. It will never change. That's why it has to be placed back in a, so that it has a safekeeping to, for everybody to always remember. These are the people that were chosen. They were given. They were gifted. They were granted the right temperament and the right personality to be the Kayinim and that will never change that's why it was put in in the way it was so that it would be understood forever that they are the ones that eternally remain the Kayinim it will never, they were just like the what originally was meant to bring out that it's a natural thing I've imbued them with the right character and personality to be the Kayan, so it has to be returned so that it will always be remembered this will always be so that they will be the right people to be the Kayan.
Based on this, we can also understand the continuation of Rashi on this, on the words Vayigmoshkedim. They suffer, they suffer where it brings proof as Loshen Zemotzebepriyayilon that this word Vayigmail of um, developing, development, also applies to fruit to tre- fruit of the trees. When these boys bring an araya as the Loshen Vayigmail bed banutz benegei peiris. It's not enough that he would bring proof that you can use the word maturing in regards to fruit, not only to a child, but rather Rashi emphasizes that it happens you can use this term also by fruit of the tree. In other words, that the way it grew on the staff was in a similar way to the way fruit grow from trees. That's the point that Rashi is re-emphasizing, that it was the natural process that happens to fruit trees. Based on this, it also explains better the Hemshech and Rashi, what Rashi continues there, and he says, Why was that Hashem choose almonds specifically that that's the fruit that should sprout? Because that is a uh, fruit that develops quickly, more quickly than other fruit. So, also, the lesson is that anyone that will complain and uh, <coughs> question Hashem's cho- choice of the Kona put his punishment will come quickly. What is it? What is meant? the peiros the since the sprouting of the fruit on the staff, similar to the way it happens on a tree. Is design the reason that it happened that way was in order to emphasize that does give the TV that it came in the natural way in the far is does which is because he wants to equate that with the fact that Aaron was also given the natural uh, character for being a Kayan. As he explained, this movement, so it's understood as does was the priches given dafke by minashkedim. So it's understood also the fact that Hashem chose the almond specifically is oich negayitz and in akuluna does also connected to the state of the status of kuluna which is being spoken here. The river is Rashi Mamshich. That's why Rashi continues v'lamashkedim. Why almonds? As oich the prat was does is given the dafke the min peiros minashkedim. The fact that it was that Hashem chose specifically almonds to be the fruit that would sprout. Hagam does get nisht zu inim ois from bechiras aron. Even though there's nothing added, it, it doesn't matter if it's a, an almond or some other fruit that wouldn't add anything to it. Is But over here we understand that does kum rames al ma'ira kohuna purasim meres lavei that. It also is significant, in other words, to this matter that anybody will that will still question the kahuna quickly will be punished for it. In other words, that it all ties in, even the detail of which fruit was chosen also ties into the idea of kahuna. Yud.
al pi bira now the Peter's Rashi based on this explanation of Rashi that farem v'daloshin in Gemara this also explains something that the Gemara says which is questioned by the Rishonim by the early commentators the Gemara zokt as mishen nignos are nignos imoi that when they they uh, stored away the Oren that deep under the Harabayas in some uh, you know secret uh, passageway they also put away together with it Makwishil Aren Bishkeda Shkedeho Oprachha. They put away also the staff of Aaron with the almonds and the flowers. Frekmanaidan, so they asked the question, the way the Gemara puts it. Via Zaidamund Gemara Oprachha how does the Gemara mention and the flowers in Pasuk state Vayigmul Shkedim the Pasuk says that it there was already the uh, the almonds had already grown Unoch Gemar HaGidl from the Shkedim and after the uh, the almonds already grows and a man normally there is no more blooms when the uh, the fruit already comes because they fall off before it develops into a fruit as he mentioned before. So that's what the Rishonim asked, what do you mean with the flowers? The flowers were long gone. And they answers, answer, as mixus prachem nishiru. They answer that some of the flowers did remain, even though in another place, the, uh, in, some, in one area, the, it had developed into fruit. In the other places, it was still blooms. And this, all this happened in order to increase the great miracle. But this answer doesn't is you know is difficult to say because favos daf the gemara by gnizus hamakel mafaratain the prochem azunde because why would the gemara have to tell us that they they put away the stick with the the almonds that is understood it identifies which stick we're talking about but the flowers why is it if the flowers were on the stick so then why are you saying and the flowers if they were part of the stick of course they put that away why do you have to tell us that the flowers were put away together with it because according to the answer that they give the the flowers were on the stick and if they put away the stick then of course the uh, the flowers were also put away. So why does he have to tell us that the flowers were put away together with it? In regards to the almonds, one could say at least it could be explained this way as the mids as I said before, that the reason that the Gemara mentions that the, the almonds were put away is because it identifies which staff we're talking about. That is talking about the staff of Aaron, which had grown the, which the, the Torah tells the story that it had grown almonds. Why does the Gemara here have to mention anything about the flowers? But according to the way the Rebbe explained Rashi, that it went, <coughs> that Rashi explains it in the simple meaning of the pasuk which the, the Pasuk doesn't seem to make any difference in that some flowers fell off before the fruit came. Some areas on the stick still had the flowers. In Pshudosh Mikra, we don't see that difference, that there were some flowers that stayed, some flowers that didn't. 
So therefore Rashi goes with that as the Prochem Allah Zainarab Gifalna according to Pshudas Omikri Rashi says the flowers all fle- fell off. Or Moshe Hatzi Givizn upgetelt from Mata. And that Moshe Rabbeinu had he, when he brought it out to show to the Yidden he brought it as it had fallen off. He just brought the flowers out together with the stick not attached to the stick. That's how he explained it earlier. So now it becomes understood just like in the first time Moshe Rabbeinu brought out the stick with the almonds on it and separately the flowers the blooms to show the Yidin in order to show the Yidin that the whole thing happened in a natural way the way uh, almonds usually grow because that the point was that it brings out that iron too has become natural to the position of the Kayan Gadol. So that also extends to when Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu that he should return the staff of iron back into the uh, into the Mishkan as a sign, as a, as a remembrance. That I chose Aaron as the Kayin, that they shouldn't complain anymore. So also when Moshe Rabbeinu returns it into the Mishkan for safekeeping, he also returned it in such a way that first also the staff with the uh, with the <coughs> almonds on it, and he also returned the blooms which had fallen off because that was necessary in remembering that Aaron will always remain the natural person or the Kayanim will always remain the natural person for being the Kayanim and nobody will ever replace them for this reason when the Gemara tells the story that they put away the, they had to hide away the staff of Aaron. Over there too, he says, Maklishul that when they put it away, it was also with the flowers. Also, the whole thing, they also put away the flowers many hundreds of years later. Just like in regards to the Aaron, when they put away the Aaron, in that uh, in that other place where they hid it away, it wasn't just so that it should. They wanted to prevent that the enemy should not be able to capture the Aaron, nor Baruch, but rather, as the Rebbe has a whole sicha about this, about the way that they put away the Aaron and where they put it. Rather, they put it into a different place, which was also sanctified as the proper place for the Aaron. when he built. The, the Beis Hamikdash created two places where the Aaron should be in the Kedush Hakadoshim, and then, when necessary, it will be put into another room, and that will become the place for the Aaron, so that the Beis Hamikdash still has the Aaron with its holiness in this alternative, uh, alternate place. 
as he says it in Sivas and that's why right when he built the Beis Amigdash the and he knew that eventually it would be destroyed and he built a place where they would put away the Aron and he sanctified that alternate place also as a Kedush HaKadoshim so just like the Aron was put there not just to get it away from the enemy but rather to reinstall it in, a, in its new place so that the holiness of the Beis Amirish would continue with the Aron in a new safe place so the same thing all the other things which were placed before the Aaron that were kept in there in front of the Aaron the reason that they brought all those things also along with the Aaron is because that's where they belong they belong before the Aaron in the place of the Aaron is and therefore the point is that where they are now and still together with the Aaron they will still continue to have their impact to accomplish what they're meant to accomplish just like the Aaron has to accomplish and bring the holiness of the Aaron to the Beis Amigdash so also all of these components that were put there like the stick of Aaron they're meant to remind everybody that the Kayanim are the right chosen people so also they will continue to have that impact on the faith of the Yidden, the belief of the Yidden. The Frat Aaron, specifically in regards to the uh, the staff of Aaron, was the Limud as there is Nignus Givaran Samimitn Aaron is from them was the M state Lumishmeris Lois. And Oyb Makamagnizis does Lumishmeris Lois. And especially in regards to the uh, the staff of Aaron specifically that how do we know that they put the staff of Aaron together with the Aaron when they hid it away because by the staff of Aaron it says and also by the place where they hid away the Aaron it also says that it would be so there is a like Xerah Shava we equate the two both of them were there in order to be as a sign on the far is and that's why the Gemara points it out that when they moved it there they also brought the flowers along to put it alongside the Mata Aaron because the lesson from the flowers is that the, the Kayanim are the natural people chosen for the Kahuna and it's never going to change all of this will be manifest, we will see it and understand it clearly and when the time of Mashiach comes in regards to whom it says Yifrach biyom of Tzadik in his day will sprout the Tzadik biyom of Tarzara Kohuna, in his days the Kohuna will come back and the staff of Aram will rebloom. they will be reinstalled as the Kainim with the full benefits of the Kainim, the full avoid of the Kainim, the Meir Yameinu Mamesh speedily in our days